Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sherry Andrea Psychic Empath Show with your host, Sherry Andrea. Sherry Andrea brings her listeners interesting discussions and topics related to empathy, psychic and spiritual development, as well as energy work. She is herself a psychic empath, healer, coach, author, and founder of SherryAndrea.com. Welcome, and here is your host, Sherry Andrea. You had a great Sunday. Uh, welcome to the Psychic Empath Radio Show. I'm glad that you could join us. Um, let's see. First of all, this is our second show since being back, and I'm still like re-getting my feet wet because it had been uh, such a long time. It had actually been a year since I had done the radio show, so I'm trying to re-get my feet wet because it, like, literally felt like, oh, what do I do again? <laughs> what do I say? Um, so bear with me. First of all, I want to let you know that you can, if you want to find me after the show is over, um, you can visit SherrySpeaks.com where you can find all sorts of things, um, attunement courses, custom certificates, certificate templates for those who want to make your own, um, as well as uh, lots of information, um, and also energy clearing, chakra clearings, and also um, a link to schedule readings. Right now, the sale for readings is still on. Uh, I did a sale for the summer, $18 for 20 minutes. The normal price is $45 for 30 minutes. Um, I also do have a $15 for, wait a minute, yeah, $15 for 15, for 15 minutes. I have that also. Um, for those, sometimes you just have just one quick question. So um, I had added that. Uh, in the middle of summer. Uh, so, but for right now, the sale is still going on. So you can get in, you know, $18 reading, 20 minutes. Uh, a lot of people have been taking advantage of the offer. I'm just doing it for the summer. So what I'll do is I'll leave it up and I'll end it sometime after school is started, which for everybody at different times. Um, but if you want to book that, you just go to my website, sherryspeaks.com, and if you look on the right sidebar, the very first thing you'll see is the information for that and the link to schedule it, and all you do is simply schedule it. My scheduler shows you the times in your time zone, so you don't even have to figure out the time zones or anything, so it'll show it to you in your time zone, and you just schedule it pay for it um with the sale i don't the only thing i require of the sales is that you pay via paypal for the sales um and it's that simple um for those of you who are outside of the country if you schedule 
the reading, then we usually use Skype to do the readings if you're outside of the U.S. Okay, other than that, what we're going to do tonight is, first of all, I'm here, your host, Sherry Andrea, also. Um, our producer, Robin, is here, and tonight we're going to be discussing spiritual and metaphysical awakening stories. Okay, and, and I should, like, I should explain that a little bit better, even though I said spiritual and metaphysical awakenings. Some some of us have had awakenings that it didn't quite fall under, we wouldn't maybe call it spiritual or metaphysical, because that kind of came kind of after the initial awakening. So I am really speaking about any type of awakening, um, even if it wasn't obvious it was spiritual or metaphysical. Um, we're going to be discussing that, and we're also going to be taking callers uh, for many psychic readings, which the only thing I ask is that you stick to one question. And um, we try to keep it fairly short not too long, just so that the other callers don't have to wait too long. Um, now, for any of you who want to share your awakening stories, who are calling in, if you share your awakening stories, you are going to get a $5 coupon to use at SherrySpeaks.com. So now here's the thing. If, if I put you on the air and you share your story, once you're done and I put you back on hold, if you can kind of just stay on hold for a minute and then um, Robin's going to tell you what to do. And basically what Robin's going to remind you to do is to just go back, go to my website, SherrySpeaks.com, and just send me an, an email from my contact page letting me know that you're one of the people that shared your story so that I will be able to email you the coupon to use on my website. Uh, $5 pretty much to give you an example. Um, with $5, I mean, I have a lot of attunements that are $2.50 each. So with $5, you could get um, a chakra clearing. You could get a couple of attunements. You know, two attunements for two fifty each. So actually, five dollars actually goes a long way on my website. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I just I I wanted to be able to um, you know show you my appreciation for sharing your story. And um, now Robin's daughter, she's holding on the line too, and she's going to be sharing her story with us tonight. And just keep in mind, this is one of those things where it's often hard sometimes for us to describe it. Um, it. Awakenings can be those experiences that are so unique. We've never been through anything like that before. And so we always do the best we can at describing it. But it's usually so almost unique that it depends on who you describe it to. They may be looking at you like, what? <laughs> but... Um, you know, so bear in mind, there are similarities in people's awakening experiences, but then everyone is totally unique. So, um, and let's see, Pierre may be joining us tonight as well. I'm not actually sure if he's joining in or not. Uh, so we'll, uh, speak of the devil. He is. He's, 
He just called in. He heard me. So hold on. Let's let's put here on the air. Okay. Yep. Hey, Kier, are you there? Yep, yep, yep. What up, what up, what up? It was so funny. I just mentioned your name, and you popped in uh, on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, yep, I'm here. Yeah, um, so I just finished explaining everything, what we're going to be talking about, and that we're talking about awakening experiences tonight. So... um what I'll do is to make it easier. Okay, I'll I'll start and I'll just tell a little bit just to kind of get everybody started and get everybody in the thinking of their awakening mode. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So often an awakening can be um, triggered by many things. So, for example, mine was actually triggered by me deciding to, I had a transportation management business, and I was running it all by myself, and it was a lot of work. I never had any time off. My phone had to be on all the time, 24-7, and it was very hard, very frustrating. You know, clients never cut you any slack. Vendors never cut you any slack, and I really got frustrated with it. Um so I decided to close it. And that was a, like, it gave me a really good feeling. I remember the last day that I did business where that was it, I felt so good. You know what I mean? It was, I knew I was making the right decision. But then I was sitting on my sofa and I was like, okay, but what do I do now? And I thought about it for a few days, and I came up with the idea that, well, maybe I'll go back to school. Maybe I'll get, like, a psychology degree or something. And so I started looking into it, and I found a college I wanted to enroll at, and I started the process. I got, you know, I got enrolled and everything, and the first course I had to do was a course um, – since it was distance learning college, the first course this college had you do was um, a course explaining what your past learning experiences had been. And I did this in the summer, and they would have us writing like you know, describe the most impactful learning experience, when was it, we had to do timelines of our learning experiences throughout our lives. Well, this, our last assignment we had to do really had me thinking back to my past, to when I was a, you know, a child, elementary school, middle school, high school, you know, college. And in the process of doing that, I was, like, realizing things, you know what I mean? I was realizing things I never thought of before. And I also realized that I didn't know myself. I had, I realized that I had no clue who I was. I realized at that moment that I had been just, the things I'd done in my life, I had just been um, making decisions on what to take in college and jobs to take based on what looked good on other people. You know, if I knew somebody that did X, Y, Z and it looked good to me, I would go, oh, okay, maybe I'll do that. But I realized that I never really knew my own self and knew what was best for me. 
And that was like really impactful for me. And when I realized that, it was very depressing because I realized I don't even know me. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm best suited for. And it was very depressing. And I then went into an actual state of depression for months where, like, I was crying for no reason. I would cry half the day for no reason. And my mother would be like, well, what's wrong? And I'd be crying. I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) Literally, it, like, triggered that. It triggered my depression. And I couldn't figure it out. I know what was going on. And so just realizing that I didn't know myself and that I didn't know what I was all about triggered that. So it's usually something that you may discover, something that may happen to you um, that just triggers it. For some people, it's as simple as they go to bed one night, everything's fine, and maybe wake up in the middle of the night having some really uh, spiritual or metaphysical experience where the next day they're just a changed person. Um, Actually, there's an energy artist that that's what happened to her. Overnight, she had, um, I think she referred to what she had was as a dark night of the soul. And literally, when she woke up the next morning, she could see energy. So it's like she went to bed, she was just, okay. And she woke up the next day actually being able to see energy. And so you never know what trigger it or if you just triggered it. Sometimes it just simply happens. Wow. So now here, you and Robin's daughter, I think what makes you guys interesting is that the awakening story I told for myself is not unusual to people my age who awakened in their early 40s or in their 50s. But for um, younger people, share with us, like, how you ended up on a spiritual path. Would you say that it started with an awakening? And if so... How did you go from just being like, say, you know, either a normal high school kid or a normal young adult, and then just all of a sudden, how did you get from point A to point B where you're on a spiritual path? Hey, um, well, um, with me, I think it was, not to sound cliche, but, you know, I think I kind of, that part of me kind of always was there, but... You know, I didn't really have, I didn't have spiritual experiences or anything, but I always felt like the outcast, you know, I just, um, I was into everything. Like how you say you dabbled into a lot. I even did that as a kid and um, didn't really tell anybody what I was doing, but I guess that was the yearning part of me, the secret part of me, just trying to find what I was good at and um, good and feel good about myself because I felt like the outcast um, physically. So, um, you know, I kind of you know, went through music and kind of played with that just to say, okay, I, I like this. I got something here, but still it was still a part of me that wanted more, you know. And um, I see why artists be, end up becoming spiritual because it's nothing material. So, and I guess um, I guess I was drawn to the arts because it was something different. It was a way for me to express how I felt, you know, because I felt like nobody didn't really get me. 
while I was still right. seeking out, finding ways. I was the child, you know, at the age of 15, I would go to a church by myself without my family and saying, well, I want to know if this is real or not, you know, or if they're lying, you know, but because I wanted that. You... I, I wanted that. But what, do you remember when you went to church? I mean, where did that thought come from? How did you end up deciding that, oh, okay, I'm going to go to this church? Uh, I guess it was the idea of having spiritual power to be able to live the life that I wanted to live. You know, um, I had a big imagination. But where did that come from? Were you watching something on TV or did you hear someone say something in an interview or on YouTube? Um, I don't know. You know, like one of those things like where you hear like, you know, Oh, this exists. This exists. I just I don't know. That's that's why I said I think that was just the 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 kid part of me that still was alive in me. I guess telling me that you know certain things are possible. And I heard about stuff. You know, Jesus talking all of that, but never really considered it. But until I just got to certain points in my life where I just was like, you know, I want to feel good about myself. I want something that's real. You know, something that nobody really has around me. And I just figured, you know, well, if they're telling the truth. You know about Jesus, let me go and see for myself, and I didn't really get it there, um, I got it from, you know, after I seen how church was, I kind of left from it, and went back to doing my own thing, and it wasn't until I discovered, um, astral projection, and I was like, oh, I knew this was real, I knew it was real, and I was like, I experienced it before when I was young, I just didn't know what to call it. And um, now, did you so discover they, astral projection because after after going to church and looking towards religion, did you then next start going to like the library or the bookstores because probably, like um, you were looking for more answers? I think I've seen TV shows, certain TV shows that kind of they were like documentaries talking about it. And I was like, okay. I looked at, I think I looked at, looked it up online, and I was like, I knew this stuff was true. It was like what I was seeking, so I needed that as the validation for the spiritual stuff, for the rest of the spiritual stuff, and that kind of gave me validation in my own way. And so that's kind of what I put myself into, put my studies into. Okay. So I, and yeah, I guess um, that's kind of how I started off. And something you said about. Um, Seeking and dabbling. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember when I was young. Um, this is so funny. When me and my sister were quite young, we spent a lot of time in the library. I mean, mm-hmm. we we were avid readers because sometimes when my father had us for the day, he was a firefighter. What he would do was he would drop us off at the library. I guess his thinking was instead of them being with me at the firehouse and running errands and being bored, he would drop us off at the library and we would literally be there all day until the library closed. And I can remember just being in the library and sometimes getting bored, not really feeling like reading what I usually read, and just walking around the library and just kind of, let me see what else they've got here. And I can remember coming across, um, I guess back then, what, what you would call metaphysical or new age books. 
and I can remember just, you know what I mean, kind of skimming through them. Um, mm-hmm. But I can remember at from a young age, look, I was looking for something. From a very young mm-hmm. age, the, I was I was looking for something. It was almost like there's something here. There's something I'm supposed to find or something I'm supposed to come across. And then I yeah. had that again after my awakening. I again had that pull. Like there's something here. There's a specific book here. There's something here that has in it what you're looking for. Yeah, I guess in an unconscious way, I was doing it as a way to find, you know, find a reason to live. Not that I was suicidal or anything, but I wanted something. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird to explain that, but that's what I was kind of looking for. Well, yeah, because I can remember being and at one point, you know, of time where it's like there's got to be more of a point to life than just, you know, go to school, go to work, you know, hang out with friends on the weekends. It's got to be, there's got to be more of a point to it than this. I re- I remember yeah. feeling that way, yeah. Yeah, like there's got to be more to it. This can't just be. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yep, yep. But, but yeah, um, it's. It's interesting because now when if somebody were to ask you when did you when did you awaken what would you tell them? What would I tell them? Yeah. If they said oh, I when, was like around when like did the you time, like the time period? Yeah. Yeah, like if they were I curious would, about like when or how old you were. I would tell them 2012. I didn't even know it was, I, I didn't really, you know, that whole, the world's going to die. I didn't realize at that time, but yeah, that was when, 2012. Okay. I was 19, okay. I think, yeah. I want to say I was 19. Okay. Yep. I yeah, think I think so. I was yep. like 42. <clears throat> yeah. And this was a couple of years after um, my son was born. Mm-hmm. So I also liken it to... Um, it's not unusual. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about how their awakening came after the birth of their fir- first child, which to me that mm-hmm. makes sense because something happened that caused their heart chakra to possibly open up to a greater degree. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might say, well, you know, I, you know, and that's not the case with everyone. You know, um, not everyone, you know, after their firstborn child has experience, but um, generally a lot of women, our heart chakras are open more after we have children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not unusual. Now, let's um, let's take a moment. First of all, um, Wendy in California, I know you've been holding for like 20 minutes. So let's take a moment and let's talk to Wendy in California. And let me remind you, if you're listening, if you want to call in and share your awakening experience, the number is 516-418-5587. Hi, Wendy. How are you? 
Hi, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate being on your show today. And oh, I'm glad you can join is, us. <laughs> thank you. That's nice to hear. Um, my specific question is, um, I'm 67, and I'm trying to push off starting my Social Security as long as possible. Um, how many months or years will I be successful in doing that? Um, Wendy, we talked to you Friday night. You called in. Yes, and I you remember this about your Social Security. Yeah. Oh, I um, asked that. Okay. Yeah, you well, did. Then I, then I won't ask the same question again. I didn't. Intend no, but to it's do so, that. but it's okay. I'd like. I would like to ask you because. Often, um, my my psychic reading clients, it's not unusual. Sometimes I'm also doing coaching with them, so it's not unusual for us to revisit the things they're working on. And often, when I give them information, I do like to give them some time to sit with it because sometimes after I've given them information, sometimes something will like come to them, you know, after they sit with it after a few days or their higher self will pop some thought in their head. And so I want to ask you, even though it's only been a couple of days, um, after we talked about it on Friday and we gave you a little bit of information, um, did you have time to kind of sit with it and like think of anything? Did anything new come to you? Well, uh, first of all, I owe you a huge apology for calling. I'm so sorry. And, oh, no, no, um, it's okay. Well, when I called, uh, it was between two questions, and the other question was regarding um, an attorney. So I didn't remember which question I had asked. So um, yeah, I feel badly so, because I didn't yeah, need I to ask the same remember. question. And uh, I yeah, didn't I don't really well heard for your lovely show, and I'm going to say good night and best wishes. God bless. You too, Wendy, and thank you for calling in, though. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. I was looking at her name, and I was going, Wendy? Wendy. Yeah. I was like, why? Because I was actually looking at the phone number. I was like, what is it about that phone number? <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. Okay. Did Kier need to be on hold or? He has that, that sound. If he's listening, I don't know what he's, what his background hey. noise is. But whenever oh, somebody Are you I'm still sorry. there? Yeah, I'm still there. I'm sorry. It's the cars. Oh, okay. Okay. Can, okay. Well, can if you, you get, get noisy, we'll. Yeah, if you get really, really noisy, we'll just put you on hold for a minute. <laughs> okay, okay. Now I was saying, um, I, was like, I know that was like I was having deja vu. Like, wait a minute, I know we did this before. <laughs> I know that's actually, actually, I was thinking that in my mind. I was like, I know what Kier is thinking. Kier's like, Did, didn't we do this on Friday? <laughs> I thought I was at first. I thought I was just making it up. I'm like, I could have sworn we did this already. I'm waiting for y'all. Okay, all right, yeah, we did. All right, okay. It's 
Yeah, it's that dizzying moment, that that split second where you're not sure if this is like some Bill Murray movie and you're replaying. Because that actually happened to me. Remember I told you that actually happened to me one time? I was watching mm-hmm. the news and as it was, I think, Good Morning America. And as they're talking about everything, and I can't remember who it was that died, where um, it was like an awesome man, and they did this whole thing on him and everything. But I'm watching it, and I freaked out because I'm like, wait, this happened a couple weeks ago. And I was like totally, my mind was, I mean, literally, I... I got dizzy. I almost passed out because I was just like, this happened two weeks ago. This guy died two weeks ago. What is going mm-hmm. on? And I remember I was a member of the psychic message board at the time. And I was so distraught over this. And I went on the message board and I told them what happened. And it was so funny. They knew exactly what was going on. I remember this one person said to me, You've been messing with time, haven't you? And they told me, they said, stop trying to mess with time because that will happen. And later on, I did end up realizing after I'd read a lot more about it, I now know what that's called. It's like, um, and you've probably heard the term, uh, fractals. It's like where you um, can, what is it? Um, and we've we've heard this in movies, you know where you know we've got fantasy movies where they say, oh, if you go back in time and you make a change, oh, I know this is in the in the TV show Flash, and that's what I found so interesting about Flash is because, and I'm sorry to get off topic, but this is really not good. But in Flash, he created um. Oh, what was it? He would run back. He would run so fast that he, he would go back in time. Yeah, it was like, but he would create another alternate reality. Yeah, yeah. Because when he when he came back, it was everything was different, and he had to yeah, live in that reality. Yeah, yeah, everything was different. And then moving forward, the future didn't happen like it was supposed to. Yeah. So, um, but actually, I think on you know the channeler. Uh, Lee Carroll that channels cryon.com in his channelings he talks about time fractals and so okay. yeah so at the time when they told me stop messing with time of course I didn't know anything about any of that you know what I mean I was just like you know when it came to energy work I was just messing around like if I was you know, going to a, you know, a temp assignment or something, and I was going to be, I was driving and I was going to be late. I was Mm -hmm. mentally trying to slow down time. And then other times I would be mentally trying to speed up time. And she told me, she's like, you've been messing with time. She's like, stop messing with time. She goes, you will really screw yourself up if you don't stop. (laughs) Yeah, and that convinced me. That convinced me. That scared me so bad. But anyway, so you've heard one of my <laughs> one of my kooky, really out there stories. <laughs> now that's why I was sitting when she called and said that. I really sat there and I was like, I know we did this before. That's why I'm like, okay. 
That is so funny. I know. You're just like, wait a minute. Well, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I was like, um. Because the way how she asked the question, it seemed like it was a fresh one. That's why I was like, she just said that like she asked this before. Well, you should have said, yeah, you should have saw the look (laughs) on my face at first. I'm like, wait a minute. Does she not recognize our voices? That's what I was thinking. I was like, she doesn't recognize our voices. I was like, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. But um oh, that was funny. Yes. Yes. Um, poor thing, she's still trying to figure out the social security thing. Well, I wish her luck because I know that's gotta be it's hard for a lot of people. You know, we were talking about that yeah. the other day. I mean, I understand what is so difficult. I mean, imagine that you are at retirement age but you really don't have there's it's not you're not gonna get paid enough per month to where you can retire and be able to, to live, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be there one day, Kier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see who else we've got. Okay, we've got Sharon in Arizona. She's been holding for like 30 minutes, so let's talk with Sharon and see what Sharon has going on. Hi, Sharon. Well, hey, hi, Sherry. Hi, how are Not you? I'm trying to keep warm inside because it's like 111 degrees outside. You know, um, yeah, I talked to somebody in Arizona earlier today, and she was just like, you know, it's hot, but she goes, it's humid, too. So are you dealing with humidity, it is too? Today. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. that's awful. For you guys, that's really but awful like, because you guys get so hot. But we're in the monsoon season, so it can be, you know, flash rains. It can be the dust right. storms. So it, it makes it life a little bit more interesting in Arizona. Oh, can't I can't even. It's hot. It's like, oh, dust storms, it's whatever. So, you know, but today it's. It's doable if you're inside. How's that one? Right, But exactly. I loved your topic of discussion tonight because oh, I think that that's something you. that is so um, not usually asked. You know, I, I get it asked if I'm in a circle of something or somebody that I haven't met in a while who's got an inquisitive mind. Otherwise, it's almost like people just kind of, I don't know, push it aside. You're just like who you are, where you are, because you are, right? And Right. So one of the things that I've really looked at this question, because I actually want to write a book on it at some point, but I've looked okay. at it like I opened up at different points, but when I really awakened was at 46. And for me, it took moving from the city to the country. It took a remarriage. It took my kids leaving home, all of those factors. And then my mom died and I had an accident where um, not an accident, excuse me, I lost control on black ice coming home. I was living in Michigan. And, and um, as I'm going towards the barrier, this barrier on the side, I got asked if I wanted to live. And oh, wow. in that moment, you know, there was like this flash of what I had left to do. I wanted to see my grandkids go up and make sure my kids were okay. And I wanted to oh, finish wow. my purpose. And I didn't want my ex to think that I I connived this for whatever reason. You know, it was like, no, I'm not ready to die. And 
I will tell you that I had a small dent in my car. The airbag did blow, and the horn got disconnected. And I got out of my car. I did not hit the cement barrier. I hit the metal one. And on one side was the cement barrier. On the other side was the deepest ravine. Can you imagine if I was like 200 feet either way what that would have meant? Right, and exactly. So this is a, a road that I had traveled. I had no black eyes throughout the entire night. This is the last 10 miles going home yeah. when this all happened. And at that point, I'm putting my, I'm checking over the car. Okay, the car's okay because the horn's learning at me. I put in drive and I drive home. And But that, you know, you want to live was the question. Wow. And my mom what? had died a few months before that. But what and, was it? Was, and, um, was a voice, was that a voice inside your head? Was it something you heard? Yeah, was it was it... a voice inside of my head. It was a voice inside of my head. It's that inner voice or whatever. And um, Okay, so what's that? Um, wait, what is that? Wait, what's that Brad Pitt movie? Um, we're at the beginning of it. Oh, do you do you know what I'm talking about here? The no, movie Brad Pitt did. Uh-huh. So I can, I'm waiting for you to keep going so I can follow along to try to figure out what um, you're talking about. The, the movie Brad Pitt did where Brad Pitt's, um, this guy got hit by a car and God took over his body. Um, showed up at the guy's house. You're not talking about Bruce or Marty, are you? No, no, no. No. Because in the beginning of the movie, he keeps, the guy is trying to go to sleep, the older man is trying to go to sleep, played by Anthony Hopkins, and he keeps hearing this voice in his head going, yes. And periodically he'll hear, yes. And it's, I'm going to tell you what movie it is. Um, because that's what what it reminds me of. Yeah, I didn't see oh, that I movie. I haven't seen that movie yet. When you figure it you've got to see this movie. Yeah, I would love because to because a, that I had never thought about that voice as being unusual, and maybe because like ten years before that, I had gotten to see a reader. And then I went and saw an animal totem reader, which, you know, looks kind of like whatever, and then saw Chandler. So what, all of these, and I got a Carol desk that barely knew what to do with, right? But what nobody told me was that I had, had any gifts. Yeah. Nobody told me. And um, so I entered a relationship with and I was like, nah, 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 you know. So I just put all that stuff aside. It was 10 years later before this happened. And I think after, after this happened, um, I, like I said, I was just newly remarried and um, had to get a new job, all that good stuff. And um, so I started checking out chat rooms, and I'm going to send this is back in the old days, you know, when it was all text, you just read. And so how they taught you to read was to take somebody's name, and then whatever impressions came in, you typed them down. And this is where I built my, my psychic skills. But So that came after all of this. So that voice in my head did not strike me as strange or unusual. It was more of a, 
I don't know, uh, a question. To me, it was just a question, but, but it was like, but you, but you knew, uh, but you knew it wasn't you, right? Oh, I knew it wasn't me. Yeah, I absolutely. But knew. I mean, if you look you at that little gas, scared you by it. How stuff? No. How, well, it's kind of like if I'm flying at 75 miles an hour and I'm doing a metal well, why do I only have like a four-inch gas in my car? And I'm hitting it straight on. How does that happen? Right. Why is there enough impact that the airbags blow so the car doesn't get trashed? Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, and I know that I, I remember the movie now, and you've got to go watch just like the first part of the movie, like the first, I don't know, seven minutes of the movie. It's called Meet Joe Black. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will. Remember that? Kira, did you see that movie? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Robin, did you see it? I saw the trailer, but I did not watch the full movie. I am going to watch it, though. So. Oh, my goodness. That okay. was an awesome movie, and you will just love the end. It is a little bit of one of those kinds of movies that is going to have you crying a little bit at the end, but it's basically one of those concept movies of, you know, God steps into a body as in interacting with a person who doesn't really and has never really believed in that. Yeah. You know, and he's basically letting him know, yes, your time is up. I've come to get you. But before I do... I I want I'll give you a little bit more time if you kind of let me see what what it's like to live in a body you know that experience so right. that kind of a movie okay. it was awesome though um, I don't know because I came into this with a lot of faith you know I grew up in a Baptist my dad was a Baptist minister then married into Catholic then went into Lutheran. Went to the Seminary of God, and then ended up in the spiritual church. Okay. So, so by the time this accident happened, I knew everything but the spiritual church. From my level of faith in God, all that I had been delivered from in my life, all the left turns and, and homicidal, you know, that I had done to me or whatever, had already all happened. I was told either I was going to die very young or very old. When I got out of my 20s and I lived to tell story literally, then it was, okay, I'm going to the other end. There are things that I knew for sure, you know, that when I look back, it's like I knew I was either having two or four children. I knew I'd be done having my children before I was in my 40s, that they would be already raised up at that point, which is what happened. And I have four children. I knew these things. Just to be. Now, nobody ever questioned me. Nobody really asked me. I mean, my mom asked me how many kids I was going to have. But other than that, you know, it wasn't like how do you know. I just knew. I right. just knew. And I knew that it was important for me to have my kids young so that I could do what I needed to do in my 40s. I did know that. Wow. I don't know what that meant, by the way, but I didn't know that. So I right. came into this with a... You know, when I look backwards, can I see my gifts? Yeah. 
did I acknowledge them? No, they were just an ingrained part of who I am. So they didn't right. come with clairvoyance or with their audience or anything else. It was just that side of, of that I know. I, I was super empathic, so I didn't watch horror movies because they stay with me for life. Exactly. So I, I just stayed away from that. So that was me as, as, a, as a little kid. So some of my gifts were there through the years. They were just a part of who I was. They weren't a part for me. So when I got on this path, it was understanding that they were also a part for me as much as they were a part of me. That this is like that fuller understanding of what this really means. So that, I think, was the difference, Sherry, was that I saw, I, I equated to a alarm clock, that I just got hitting an alarm clock, and it was 10 years later. And the 10 years later, and finally, at 46, it was like, um, now? And at that point, my mom had passed away um, four or five months before that, and it was the day I found out that she died, we were coming back from my dad's house. And I thought it was my grandmother who had passed that day, not my mom. And the sky had no stars in it, no moon. And I'm looking at the sky going, I just wish there was one star to say that it was mom. And my son from the backseat, who didn't know I had requested this, I would have said, look, mom, there's one star. And it was at the exit that we needed to take to go home the rest of the way. Oh, wow. So there are some very clear messages that were brought in in very unique ways, but yeah. Wow. That is awesome. I so appreciate you calling in and um, sharing your experience with us. Um, That was just awesome. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. Um, and by the way, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know if you were on the air when I announced this, but uh, for anyone that calls in and shares their, oh, okay. So all you have to do is go to the SherrySpeaks.com website, send me, and I wrote down mm-hmm. your number just in case you forget to get your five dollar coupon. I can always call you and give you the code if you forget to email me, but. Go to the website okay. and on the contact me page. Just send me an email so that I can reply and send you the um the coupon code back to you. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You are so welcome, and I'm gonna put you back on hold so you can um continue listening. Hold on one second. All right. Have a, have a good one. Okay. Good. Okay. And yeah. let's see. Let's let's go ahead. Is uh Robin, is your daughter almost ready? Um here she's now, been listening and yeah. <laughs> and now let let me ask you first, is Valerie for a is she sharing her experience or is that for a psychic reading question? She has a psychic reading question, and um, I did invite her to tell her story if she has one. So she didn't. Okay. Okay. So do you want to talk to Mariah first, or do you talk to Valerie first? Let me talk to Valerie and do, I'm going to do Valerie's psychic reading question, and then I'm going to put her back on hold so that we can talk to your daughter. So. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Valerie, are you there? Oh, hi. Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. 
Oh, you're welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. How's your weather? It's nice and hot. Did you get any rain? Are you in Southern California or? No, I didn't get any rain. I'm not in Southern California. Oh, okay. Yeah, because aren't you guys having a drought or something right now? I wish I could send you some rain, but we haven't gotten any in a couple days either. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, now did you have, did you have a question for us? I did. Uh, are you doing like? Uh, can you see into like relationships? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can ask me I your was, question. Okay, thanks. I was wondering if you see a relationship coming in this year or before the end of the year. I see a relationship. I'm getting turkey. (laughs) Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thanksgiving time. Don't you love that when you just see a flash of a big turkey (laughs) Um, around around Thanksgiving time um, is when I'm seeing it. Um, There's something I'm picking up about the type of relationship it's going to be. I'm almost picking up that. This is almost going to be like one of those relationships, you know, how you hear people describe it like, oh, he's not only my significant other, but he's my best friend. That's the type of relationship that I'm picking up on. It's one that, um, um, it's a relationship that has many levels to it. It's not just a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a friendship. I am getting a lot of trust. Um, I am getting that this is going to be a relationship where you do very much rely on each other. You have each other's back is what I'm picking up. Um, I'm not getting that you're going to be meeting. I, I'm I'm getting that you're not going to be meeting this person like by way of anyone you know. I'm not getting this person is connected with anyone you know already. Like I'm not getting this. This isn't a hookup or anything. This isn't somebody who's somehow connected to friend of a friend or anything. Uh, no, I'm getting this is someone that you meet somewhere um, but I guess what you would call a chance meeting, you know, um, where it's not like related to anyone, you know, no connections or anything, no being set up with them. Um, very unexpected. Um, yeah. Kier, are you getting anything? Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm getting the imagery of, um, Somewhat of imagery of like a fence around you, but I'm also uh, is weird imagery. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna say imagery. I'm getting all right. I'm getting the imagery of a fence around you, and somewhat there's the gates opening where oh, somebody is on a horse and they're kind of like coming in and whipping you. I don't know what to mean. I'm still trying to interpret as I'm listening. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be tied into anything we know, though. 
that symbology doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm you still, know, here may mean something to you. Me. At first, I was going to ask if I thought where you were going with the horses, knight in shining armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought you were going with it. Oh no! I just I'm, now I'm just getting the question. Well, mark. wait I'm a trying, minute. I'm really no. trying to ask. That's mm, control. I understand it. I understand the symbolism. Mm, it's like uh, there, there's an issue with control. Mm. But, you know, it kind of ties into what I was getting. Like, I'm really seeing the t- it just being the two of you and you you guys solely relying on each other. Um, like, literally, I don't see very many key for people from outside your relationship coming in and playing, like, a part in it or having a say in it or anything. It's very much just you and him. There's seems to be I don't know how what, how I would put that into words but I'm I didn't I didn't pick it up as controlling however the symbolism that here got I would say that what it reminds me of is when um somebody is trying to maybe control the direction a person is taking and the person's actions um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily saying the person is going to be controlling because what I was picking up is the type of relationship you were going to have, a relationship where you basically solely rely on each other. Yeah. Well, because now we'll, uh, I was actually seeing like the whip kind of get wrapped around you, but yet you were kind of getting dragged around. I, I really don't know what it means. I'm just saying when I'm getting that show, I'm still trying to figure it out. That's so I'm interested as a professional, uh, professional? No, I'm not getting anything about who he is, and which doesn't okay. surprise me because often if we if we end up being given too much information i i understand what you're going that's yeah i understand yeah it is i got it yeah yeah because yeah. then you're going to be looking specifically for that guy program. and you're going to be discounting another guy right cuz then you're yeah. programmed yeah no i right, exactly yeah, yeah they don't want to give you so much information that you can end up accidentally affecting the outcome. Right. and But you are seeing this September in the year 2018. I mean, no, November. November. November, yeah, 2018, yes. This November, yeah, because I was showing a big turkey, a big Thanksgiving turkey. So towards the end of the month, November. Okay. Well, yeah. great. Thank you very much. You are so welcome. That. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's still good. You know, that's like, okay, well, keep your eyes open for anything that you may notice at the beginning of your relationship because at the beginning is, of course, always the best time for you to talk to the person about it and resolve it. So, yeah. you know, at least here kind of gave you a heads up what to possibly look out for. 
Yeah, because there won't be any controlling, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you just need to want, you know, watch out for signs in the person's personality, maybe how they respond, how they react, so that mm-hmm. you can resolve it in the beginning of the relationship. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank well, you thank so very you much. for calling in, and we'll we'll put you back on hold, and you have okay. a good night. You too. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of uh, weird because the whole time, like you know, I couldn't even explain that. And then when I try to look back into it, all I'm seeing is somebody on like a horse. And it's just it, it comes in, it comes in like a cowboy, but then he has a scarf around his neck, and it goes over his face like he's abandoned, and I keep getting bandit, bandit, bandit. So I don't know what it means. And every time but I try to yeah. look into it, you know, it keeps the bandit won't go down off his face now. So I don't know. That's what I don't it kind of. That's what it reminded me of was, you know, a person that's on a horse and they have a whip. You know, they're usually. You know, in the old West, that yeah. maybe is how they controlled where the cattle was moving, or yeah. if they were um what horse drawn carriage where there's a couple horses, they're using the whip to make the horses go faster to basically control them, yeah, so I would say oh, even yeah, if you, was... yeah, I would say even if you don't understand it in absolute detail, I think you've got the important part of it to understand, which yeah. was watch out for any controlling issues. Mm-hmm. That was so oh, cute. That was, really she, that was really cute how she said, oh, there won't be any controlling. I love that when she said that. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, yeah. I actually saw um, at one point while she was, hold on, there's a car about to go. Go ahead. Okay. You said you saw what? At one point, I actually seen the the whip kind of like go loose, but then somehow she is still was dragging. You know, she got wrapped back around, and he was riding the horse, and she still was dragging. So I don't. That's what I said. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Yeah, but I think I I have the feeling that this won't be an issue though because I don't know. I just have the feeling that. She is a strong, has a strong enough personality and sense of self to not um, have to worry about uh, falling prey to anyone who has a controlling nature. And I, mm-hmm. I really think that at the beginning of the relationship that she's going to get it straightened out and that this relationship is going to continue. It's going to be a really good one. But I also get that they're coming together for a reason. Like there are some lessons that she's meant to help him with. There are some things that she's meant to help him resolve and move past. And I just feel like that may be one of them. And which is the reason why he is being ending up being directed to end up meeting a person um, with a strong sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, that's not an, you know what I mean? That's not an accident. Yep. Right. I'm a rookie, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt. So I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just looking. No, that was pretty good. Okay, now, Robin. Okay, so yeah. is your daughter ready? She is. Her name is Mariah. This is Mariah. Hi. Hi, Mariah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. We did this already, I know. <laughs> You're like, we have to do it again. <laughs> Look, we have to do it again for the radio show, though. <laughs> I still think it's funny because you're like you. We've done this already. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm so, sorry. And this is Kier. Hi. Hi. How you doing? So nice now. So now, are you ready to put your awakening experience into words? I'm gonna try. I have. I okay. have. A, I have a time when things happen, so it shouldn't be that difficult for me to, to explain to you, but there's also been, since then, just kind of a remembrance of things leading up to it that I could add on and, like, things that are, yeah. I could take it back as okay. far as my, if I really wanted to. <laughs> okay, we'll start wherever you want to. Okay. Um, and first see. of all, it was um, Mariah... Tell everyone how old you are. I am 18. Just turned just turned 18, July 7th. Very cool. And you're in college, yeah. right? I'm about to be. I'm leaving um, in about 13 days. Very cool. Just so everybody can, like, understand how old you are and kind of where you are in your, in your life, the phase you are in yeah. your life. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go be attending. Uh, <laughs> I'll be attending University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um. Well, I guess for my awakening story, I'll start on Good Friday. The um, I kind of just I I don't know. I guess I would just say that I woke up that day and I felt like being really productive. And ever since I was a kid, I've carried around crystals. I have crystals in my bedroom, like, and we um, moved houses. And I didn't want to move because it was away from all my friends, and I was throwing a fit about it. But I was only okay with it because I was going to be getting a dog. <laughs> and when we moved into the house, we, were, we, we bought it. So I was able to paint a mural on my ceiling like I'd always wanted to. And I did it multiple sessions, and I woke up one morning still really, really productive, and I worked on it all day all day and I got it completely done went layer on layer and I felt really really proud of it this was this was on good Friday and I felt really really proud of it I my energy was going I had been uh working on my third eye meditation trying to stay calm because the household that I was in was a little chaotic yeah. um yeah so it was just kind of that and then that rest of that day we think we think the painting on the ceiling yeah. created some kind of a spiritual portal or nexus or something. Um, because, yeah. And so, yeah. So it le- it leads into um, the Passover. So it happened on Good Friday, the Passover, and Easter, and through on the Saturday of was the next day. The next day um, I was having like 
I was updating all day. I was really, I was having a great day, and then like I got home from work and I was really exhausted, but I couldn't go to bed for some reason, and my whole body started having this huge energy surge. I was just mm. I could I I mean I told my mom I was like mom I feel like something big is gonna happen tonight. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting something. I feel like something really really huge is about to happen. Like I don't know what it is, but it's something because I because okay. I don't know. I was just I could feel it, and so wow. Yeah, it was weird. It was really, really weird. And 10.30 came around, and it was like kind of like the peak of the energy thing that I was having. And I was just really kind of following my intuition all day and just kind of going for it. And then um, I haven't really talked about it since it happened, so this is a little emotional for me. But, um, yeah, right. Yeah, so well, what happened was 10.30, our whole, our whole house went black. Every light thing, energy, it turned off completely. Right at 1030, wow. right as I peaked that energy, that, that huge surge of energy, right as I had it, really? the whole life went out. And, and, and then, no, like, a second later, they turned back on, and I just automatically had to run upstairs into my bedroom. And, okay. I, and, and the minute you walked in there, it was, like, it was like some kind of intense spiritual Holy Spirit energy that was just in my bedroom. And I walked in there, and I was like, Mom, I, like, yelled, I was like, Mom! mom, you got to come into my room right now. Like, this is nuts. And she ran upstairs oh, wow. and she walked in and she just, her jaw dropped. She was just like, whoa, this is cool. And wow. so we sat in my room under that huge spiritual portal of some kind that I created. And she did Reiki on me and all of my chakras were open and my Kundalini opened up and, and it was just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But now tell what happened. So now tell her how you felt since. What's happened to your life since then? Um, well, how did it change you? I'm a completely different person. I mean, and it, it, I, don't, I don't know. Tell her about me. Even okay, yeah, like your personality too? Yeah. yeah. I, could, I can't watch regular TV anymore. It has to be stand-up comedy and it has to be funny. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, be... she watched, yeah. Yeah. Uplifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before that, she would watch things like Supernatural and and that kind of right. stuff. Doctor Who was my favorite. The show Psych. I was. I loved it. Like. So, I was all right. Now she just watches comedy and funny things, and she doesn't hardly watch television at all. Yeah. Now, that's, wait. That's <laughs> funny that you said that. Because I like scary stuff. <laughs> I like scary stuff, even though I know it kind of goes over in my dream world, but I still enjoy it. I don't know why. I can't, I can't watch horror movies. I When I was I a kid, them. the movies, <laughs> I watched yeah. Mummy, and I had horror, horror, like, terrible nightmares for months. I had yeah. walking nights, wake up in the middle yeah. of the day and watch it all. I can't do it either. I, I, um, what's that movie with, um, Tom Cruise, the remake, um, um, what's, we, we, we really don't watch a lot of television anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, um, War of the Worlds. Okay, I got it. War of the Worlds. I had heard it was so good that I tried, I foolishly tried to watch it anyway. And about 20 minutes in, 
something happened, hit me empathically so hard that I jumped up, grabbed the remote, turned the TV off, grabbed my purse, and the next thing I knew, I was in the car driving down the street. I actually left my house. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I can't watch, like, like horror movies or anything anymore. Um, anything any even slightly scary, I can't do it. It hits me so hard. Um, rap music, yeah. even if it could be a favorite song, I can't listen to rap for over a certain period of time or else literally it starts to make me nauseous. So now, how did, um, Mariah, did you notice any changes in your relationship with friends or who you, like, who you were connecting with or who you couldn't, like, really connect with and deal with anymore? Yeah, I did. I definitely stopped hanging out with most of the people that I usually hung out with. There was a couple, um... This girl, Tori, she came into my life, and she became really important really, really fast. When I, I, I kind of went over to my really close friend, Emily's house, and she was there with her, and I, it's, I, I, was, too, I was too excited about it. I had, to, I had to talk about it. I wasn't really telling you what happened to me, and I don't know if you believe me or not. So. And, and so I told, I told her, and Tori was sitting right there. Her whole face was just in awe. Holy crap! And because she she's kind of got a spiritual side to her, she believes in all of the the healing power of rocks and crystals and um, energy and things like that. So can you talk about can you talk about how you felt connected to spirit? How that um, happened a little bit for you? Can you tell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, that happened on Good Friday. That's the part that I forgot to mention totally went over my head, but. Um, when I was when I was laying, I was laying on my bed looking at the mural that I painted, and I I had scrolled through something on Facebook earlier that day that was about April Fool's landing on Easter, and I I I I, I became infatuated with the idea, and I was like that is nuts because uh, we had just gone through all those natural disasters in the universe, and the eclipse had happened, and this retrograde, and everything was going on, and and all of a sudden, I don't know, something just kind of clicked. I was like, Easter, April Fool's. And, and ever since I've had my relationship and my relationship, I've seen him more of as kind of a, kind of a, um, not so much as like a, like a god, like someone that created me. He more of, he's more of a friend. Kind of like, uh, like, a, like someone I could talk to. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a really cool now, connection um, to. Now, do you, um, are there certain things now that you feel causes um, a connection? Like what I mean is, let's say, for example, you're discuss- discussing um a topic of a religious or spiritual nature with a friend and all of a sudden you feel a surge of energy or you're hit with an overwhelming amount of energy. Um, since your initial experience now, do you have experiences like that? Yes. Uh, it, also, uh, it comes usually when I perform. Uh, one thing that I've kind of realized through this whole situation um 
I would say that the whole process of the spiritual awakening and everything leading up to Easter and those three days was um, kind of just questioning what I wanted to do with my life and kind of where I wanted it to go and how I was going to help the world because I know I've always known that I wanted to make a big, big difference in the world and like do something huge, but I never knew yeah. what it was. And so it's just, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. And ever since then, I've found that ever since I was a kid, I've performed, sing, dance, performed, been in talent shows, on field, doing color yards all the time. I've done it. So See, it's something is something to that. You know, I've the same thing. Yeah. It's something about yeah. that. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, an expression and affecting people by way of that expression. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have a friend, Megan, she, I, I, she's a singer and she used to sing opera. And I remember at one point it just came to me and I said, you know what? I know why you're having a hard time with the cold, trying to, you know, deal with your career as a singer and get everything going like you need to. I said, it's because you're not really a singer. You're really a healer. Because she had all these experiences where she'd be singing at some event and somebody would come up to her afterwards and say, hey, I was walking by this building on my way to go kill myself. And I heard your voice and it drew me in and somehow it healed me. And so I think that we've got a lot of people who are after their awakening they're able to greatly impact other people by way of expression, whether it's singing, mm-hmm. dancing, painting, you know what I mean? But somehow they end up with this, I don't know, with this ability and this, this almost like need to be expressive. And when they are, it's really impactful on people. Mm-hmm. Now, Mariah, have you, um, have you, I don't know if you've ever tried to purposely, consciously, or if you've ever had the experience happen, like, almost kind of, like, accidentally, like, where you've healed someone? Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I've done that. <laughs> I've happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tori, what I was just talking about, she was they really, really hard, and I just get hugged. It just took nothing but a hug. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Like, or, she, she, um... Yeah, she has the... Say that again? She had an experience the other day. She was outside, and um, and she was just, just moving, and got her hands in the air, and waved them across the oh, yeah. The air and the trees moved with her. So that's yeah. kind of yeah. thing that she carries with her. And, um, yeah, everybody that she seems to touch is affected in a different way. Absolutely. I, I, have, uh, I make the impression on everybody, on, on everybody that I meet. And that's cool. Whenever I meet somebody, is I want to make a lasting impression on this person. Now, wait, so, say, what do you mean? Say that again? I don't know. Just, I, I'm a performer. 
I just want, I want to, I don't know, not like. I want you're talking about like. I get what you mean. I get, I get what, I think yeah. I, I hear what she's saying. I get exactly yeah. what you mean. Because, um, that's the yeah. same thing with me. Like, um, I with music, I kind of wanted to do it, um, since I was in middle school. And it was other stuff too. I was in, I was in dance. I used to do all of that until, um, I remember when my cousin said to me that they played a song. You know, my whole family's from Jersey, so they were playing the song, and they were like, oh, where's Kia? Where's Kia? And I was, my sister said, oh, he doesn't dance anymore. And so she's like, uh, like, why not? But it was just me trying to find a way to express myself, but I always felt like um, spirituality helped me to actually okay. figure it out. Like, I had a gift, and I had, I kept running back and forth to music. Stop it, do it again, stop it, do it again. But it showed me that I kind of was, I just felt like this for my life. I don't know for everybody else, but I just felt like I'm supposed to do something with it. I'm supposed to speak or I'm supposed to use it for a reason. And that's why I keep coming back to it. I'm still trying to figure it out now. But um, I got into writing too, and um, I just do best when it comes to expression. I feel like I'm good at that. So uh, now I understand. I get what you mean. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just trying to find a, a solid beacon for it. But yeah. Exactly. Um, you guys are really uh, fortunate, and you've probably both. Yeah, I know you've probably both heard this before. To be going through the experience that you're going through at the age you are, because. Oh, yeah. I, now it's just like, you know, doing it in your 40s or your 50s, you really do, um, you feel like you can't take your time. You you almost feel like you don't have the luxury of taking your time when you awaken yeah. at an older age. So I do think it's a blessing um, that so many people are awakening at an earlier age. But I think it's also because a lot of people are coming in now with, I don't know, I guess I would say less of the karmic baggage that other generations had. Um, more people are coming in with more more work already done, you know, less work, meaning less work to be done where they're actually, they're ready to awaken um, at a young that's, age. Yeah, that's interesting that you said it because, you know, you know my situation about how I feel about my personal self, you know, how I feel about me mm. in general. And so um, that's why I felt like I had it hard as a kid. You know, I really did. And my awakening wasn't fun at all. It wasn't. Um, it was hard for me and even just not really understanding at a young age. And I, that's why I always tell you, you know, when I get in my 30s, my 30s are going to be begging. Like, you know, I just feel right. like all the weight right. is going to be off of me. And, you know, I get to live in bliss because I'm already used to who I am. You know, I embrace myself. I embrace, you know, different sides to me. And it's just that when I'm in my 30s, it's just going to be cool, you know. But that's just kind of how I feel. But, oh, yeah, exactly. no, that's true. You yeah, know, I learned talking. a lot, you know. You're talking, and all yeah. of a sudden, on the, um, well, Robin probably saw it. You're talking, and on the board, all of a sudden, that caller pops up with all the ones, and I'm uh, like, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. 
I'm not, I'm not dialed in like that. I, um, I, you know, I'm, I don't see stuff like that. And so, no, I didn't see it. Oh, wait, you don't see the, wait, wait, wait. You don't see the caller that just, are you looking at the studio? I am looking at the studio. There is no caller except. Okay. Um, there's, I swear I'm looking at a caller. The number says one 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 one, and when I when I just asked when I just asked you just then wait, you don't see the caller. I'm looking at it, and even the whole time said one one one. <laughs> I uh, kid you not. So you don't see this. You don't see the fourth person holding. No. Okay. Well, there's not that on my screen. And oh, welcome wow. to my daughter's. We do this every <laughs> single day. <laughs> every day that happens on a daily around here. And it's pretty, It's you know, I'll just wow. share a little bit about my story. I've been searching for this experience in my life, my whole life. And to watch my daughter go through it and see her change has been so wonderful and so exciting to know that she's disconnected at this young age. Um, right. It's just, yeah, it's pretty wonderful, and I'm uh, honored beyond belief that I get to be part of it. It's pretty cool. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I am so glad that um, she was able to um, come on and share her experience. That is amazing, and maybe um, – She'll come back when we um, do other shows that are talking about, you know, um, energy and metaphysics and, you know, some of the um, experiences because that's the next one that I want to do is taking it that step further, you know, okay, after awakening and the experiences, those initial experiences we start going through what we kind of decide to, you know, the direction we start heading in, what we what we start doing, spiritual work, um, experiences that we have as in such. So definitely, um, I, I want to do a like post awakening stories um, because mm. there is that span of time that we all go through post-awakening and things we're dealing with, things we're learning, even like what we struggle with, you know, like to say, well, do during your, your post-awakening, you know, what was particularly difficult for you? What changed? I know one of the things for me was, um, I started developing intolerances to a lot of different foods. I remember one day, all of a sudden, I couldn't, the lip gloss I had been wearing, the colored lip gloss, I all of a sudden couldn't wear it anymore. I had a reaction to it. Like, like just all of a sudden, everything changed. So, yes, we will be doing a show where we discuss that. But, um, okay, I think Robin is actually right now. 
Robin's in the, and by the way, I want to, I don't know if Mariah's still listening, but Mariah, if you're listening, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us because um, I think it's really going to be helpful to a lot of people to hear the experience you had. Um, One thing I'd like to ask is if, um, I don't know if you've got a picture of the mural that you painted on your ceiling, but... If you happen to have it, I would love it if you could email it to me so that I could post it in the show page so that when people go to listen to the show, they'll be able to see what you were talking about. So if you okay. could do that, that would be – did you hear hear that, Robin? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of yeah. had a, a click over and, um, and answer Veronica, so – yeah, I did. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. That sounds good. Yeah, because that would be awesome if we could see it. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, I keep getting um, a vision of the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, the mural yeah. on the ceiling, and it's got this great spiritual significance, and I could almost imagine that if I was there and I saw it, that there is something that energetically that I would feel from it in a really huge way. That's like the yeah. feeling that I get of what you, as you were describing it. So, but okay. Mariah, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Nice meeting you too. And and yeah, if I don't talk to you in the next couple of weeks, um, enjoy your first your first semester college experience. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Very awesome. And now. Robin, did Veronica have a question that she wanted to ask us? She did. I invited her also to share her opening story with us. So but okay. she does have a relationship question she'd like to ask. Okay. okay. We will talk to Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hi, ma'am. Um, I, I am a fan. Thank you for, for taking my call. And um, You're welcome. I have a question. Probably make you smile. <laughs> like other nice okay. things. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So there's there's this man that he's been trying to date me for almost six years. And that's kind of okay. And um and I said no, but I, I had to call him today because it's necessary. Um. And I sometimes I want to pay to use the hand. Sometimes I don't. And it's like, okay, well, I don't really think about it, but because um, I, I want to catch him alive, because he has a bad temper, uh, and I, I'm staying, I do stay away, so so that's why I. I but anyway, to make this, I got to think positive and have compassion. So, um, and if, if I know I'm, I'm gonna not do it, anybody, I think that's the best way. We will just have a healthy relationship. I think. Stay, stay happy. Uh, I try to stay happy, but anyway, we all we all have problems. So, going to my question is, I uh, I want to know is, is is he seeing somebody? Because uh, I had to call him 
course, I haven't. If Colin today starts with the letter B or 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 he goes by R or the letter R, because when I had to talk to him, he 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 tries to come on to me like like on the, on the phone, but uh, and I stay away from him from person, but but because he lives here, I have to be respectful. Um, he's never been. Um, like vulgar or ugly? No, no, no. Just, just curious. No, I, I mean, I'm not getting that he's seeing anybody else, but I'm picking something up, like from him, like almost like mm, a person that's kind of free. Like they're not, they're not committed to any one person. They don't even think of themselves as being connected or really in a relationship with anyone. So even if he were to go out, like, say, he, he were, were to make um, plans to watch a movie with, with, you know, a woman, he's not really considering himself to be in a relationship with her. So I'm not getting that he's doing anything that I would consider to be wrong or cheating. I'm actually, I'm getting this feeling of, no, he's free. Like I'm literally, and I'm getting this picture of him that's almost like he's not really connected or committed to anyone right now. Yeah, he's kind of in this free mode right now. He's not. He he's not. He's not committed in a way where he's actually purposely committed himself to a person. He's just free. Like this person that feels like they can do anything they want. They want. If they want to go out to dinner with somebody, want to go to the movies with somebody, like a person that literally feels like they're free right now. Like he's not committed to any one person. However, he feels that he is free to do what he wants to do with anyone <laughs> right now. Like he, like that's what's coming across to me. So, so has has he as of yet um, committed himself to you in a way where he's asked you to be in a serious committed relationship with him? Okay. Um, uh, good question. Which one are you which one are you looking at? Are you looking uh, which one are you looking at of the the, well, main the person no. The person that the you R? asked. The the man with the R? Wh- whoever you were whoever you were thinking about when you initially asked the question. Okay. Who were you thinking about? The, the, the one you said, and and I, and I apologize. I just uh, well, I want to be honest with uh, in uh, in telling you my my truth. Um, okay, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, Wait, I'm gonna I'm I gonna ask something? something. I think Kier um, wants to ask you something. Uh, yes, is, is did you say that he was aggressive? I'm just asking. I don't know if you said that or not. I'm just asking. Um, um, he he, not 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 towards me, but but like if like if, if girls, cause, cause he has um money, and when girls try to date him or they try to give attention, uh, 
because the brother has told me, like, uh, they try to show his brass, like, because he, he, he owns quite a bit, and he gets aggressive. He pushes women when, when, they, when, they, when they try to get near him, so he gets aggressive. But I've never done that. Oh, I've never, oh no, I okay, no. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say it was towards you, um, but when I, um, I guess, put the attention on the both of y'all, I just seen, you know, him kind of like throwing like boxing, like just doing boxing moves. But then as the light was on you, you kind of had this dreamy look on you. But then all of a sudden you kind of, I guess the scenario is you kind of take him away from that. You take him up because I see the picture. I'm just describing Milwaukee. That's all. But I see the picture of, like him grabbing you and y'all kind of like shooting up in the sky. And I don't know if that's saying that you kind of do something. You take his shadow part of him away. You kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to still ask him about it and interpret it. But, um, but I see that, I guess I'm getting the imagery of when he looks at you, you kind of give him a different impression of a different vibe as opposed to any other girl that's trying to like get at him for whatever reason that's trying to, I guess, come on to him. Yes. But, he doesn't see her the same way as he sees other yeah. these other women. Yeah, you kind of put him in like a gaze, and you know, I don't know. That's kind of what I was, the imagery I was getting. I was just describing it, so I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, yeah, you're he right. Sees, he, he picks you up. He sees you differently than he sees those other women, which would explain why I was getting like this why he was feeling like, why he was coming across as, you know, like, no, I'm free. I'm not committed to anyone. Like, almost like he's not trying to be. So that makes sense now. Um, mm-hmm. He's pushing a lot of these women away, so it makes sense. And also getting the imagery of you trying to throw a ball at him, but... You're try- almost as if you're trying to, oh, I think I get it. You're trying to see if he's real or not. And that, I, I guess that's what that is because when you throw the ball at him, it goes straight through. It's true. And then you do it again. True. And then it's like he keeps kind of attaching back to himself, and you're trying to see, like, why isn't this hitting him or not? I'm just describing the imagery that's still coming in. I'm still trying to see what else. If I'm interpreting the it, only right. question mm-hmm. I have is if this is a person that you are interested in, what are we talking about here? Um, are we talking about that there is some reason why you don't want to straightforward tell him that you're interested in him? Have you shared that with him? Um, yeah, y'all so y'all so good. Like my mouth is open. Wow. Wait, because now um, I'm, I'm saying like, that you're crying. Wait, but, I'm saying you're crying yeah. now. Um, uh, I'm. So, I don't. No, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just... Okay, answer. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just like, I, I don't know. There is... Yeah, there, there is... Yeah, there's some... Re, I, I'm like, that's what I'm one. I'm like, okay, what's the hesitation? Why are you, like, purposely almost not wanting to tell him that you're interested in him, what's wrong? What's the fear? Right, exactly. What's wrong with me? You're right. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, 
I, I guess because cause he's a little bit older than me, and um, I, I, and 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 he has told me, you, he said, I don't want anybody else. I want you to date me, and and I'm gonna leave you everything. And I'm like, okay, um, I know a lot of females want that, and I'm over here. Okay, I know I'm not. I know I'm not a sick person, but it's my body and my soul. That's the reason. That's the truth. But why do I feel like you're not, why, but I don't understand why do I feel like there's some part of you that's like, I don't know, not buying into it or not like, what's the, there's some hesitation. There's some kind of, like you're holding back. You're not wanting to take that step towards him, but why? I mean, I I understand what you just said about the age difference and everything, but still, there's no. like this huge hesitation. I see you hurt. I don't. I, I, again, I'm a rookie. I'm just describing imagery that I'm getting, but now I'm seeing you kind of kneel down in front of a little puddle and you're smashing it. I guess I don't know if that's a representation of the reflection. So I uh, I don't. No, I'm still kind of trying to read into it and touch on it. Um, I, I understand, I, 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 Veronica. I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of understand that you're. You, now it's almost like you bone. want to have some trust and some faith in him, but it, at the same time, I'm not getting that. You're, you see a lot in him, but you're not sure whether you want to totally, like, open up and trust him with your heart. It's almost kind of like you're not sure you, that that's what you should do yet. True. True. Um, I, I'm... I I know he's been asking for my attention and 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 he and, he, and I I don't even do what the other females do and he wants my attention and I I mean I've thought about giving him attention but I, I just I, I don't want uh like I guess I'm guess I don't is he gonna be if I ever if I ever give my attention is he gonna be controlling like you, you can't you can go to the store or tell me your receipt. You, well, no, what I'm getting is not everybody not everybody treats everybody the same way. What I'm getting is you have to remember that there are some men that when they find that one special person, they treat them really good. I mean, I know men like this. They're, they can be such horrible men to everybody else, but to their wife. They don't dare. They don't act that way to their wife or their significant other. But they could be so horrible to everybody else. They could be an ogre to everybody else, but to their wife, no. And that's what I'm kind of getting. You're different. I'm getting the words from him. From him, kind of trying to look into him, and I just get as I ask, "What is it that you want from her?" I heard the words prioritize and balance. So I don't know. I'm still trying to get more interpretation from that. I'm a rookie. Yeah. 
Well, take everything but that I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but here's the thing. In any relationship, you got to do the work. And there is going to be some work involved that you have to do. Even if you end up deciding to officially date him, seriously date him, there is going to be some work for you to do even before you get to the point where that happens. This is not going to come easy. This is going to require you to open up, be able to communicate with him, ask the right questions, to be able to even take the time and to not be anxious or fearful and communicate, talk to him. This is something you have to do. This isn't going to be easy for you. There is no easy answer. There is no answer that I can give you that would have you saying it's going to be okay. I can say yes to him. What? Uh, your mommy's saying this um, Yeah. Uh, what came up just now was just a huge, big-ass butterfly, and I think that means transformation. And I think right. that kind of goes along with what Sherry was saying. So um, that came up real big, huge, huge butterfly. Yeah, um, this is going to require work on both your part. There is there there is no easy way forward. I don't know if you ever heard this expression, but the way forward is through, not around. Meaning. You can't get to where you're trying to get through by trying to go around something and avoiding it. The way forward is through. So you have to deal with this head on. It's a part of the process, too. It's what's meant to happen because there are things that you're meant to come together and help each other with, and therefore it requires this communication between the two of us, between the two of you, and it cannot be avoided. So there is no answer that you're going to be able to get that takes the work away. No, you still got, you're still going to have that work to do. And I would say the sooner that you start doing it and the sooner that you start communicating with him, finding out what makes him tick, asking him questions, getting him to share with you and you sharing with him, the sooner you will be able to get to a point where you will, you'll know the answer. You will understand what you have between us and why you have come together in this lifetime. What put you in close proximity to each other? Why? You're going to know Veronica, um, do you also, I'm just asking God, I could be wrong. Do you have a lot of, um, do you have a lot of pressures in life? Like a lot of something going on? A couple of things going on? Like, like in my, in my life. Yeah. Well, I I do. Um, I, I'm trying to um, to like, to uh, reconnect with 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 the angels and 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 and, and beautiful universe. And because I went to some drama, I lost my beautiful mom, and then I, I lost, and then her two little doggies passed away. Uh, okay. I'm seven months with Diaz, so I, I have been trying, and I have been getting dreams. And okay, because 
I was uh, getting imagery of like when I asked what is it that you ultimately want and not just get this huge I just seen beams coming out of you almost as if um you was waiting to like kinda feel life again and it's like like a huge explosion of you know, just your energy kinda expanded. And I was, I don't know. That's kinda like it was a sigh of releasement basically. Um, just so you can kinda I guess connect um I'm still reading. Um uh, Okay, I don't know why I'm seeing the elephant now. But this sounds crazy. Never mind, forget it. <laughs> Well, oh, my, my, mom, my mom loves elephants. Maybe her. Oh, I'm not a medium. I don't even know where this is coming from. That came out of nowhere, but uh, I guess. Uh, I well, yeah, it yeah. could be. Um, it could be a sign her mother gave so that she would have some validation that what you're saying is right. That what you're saying to weird. her is right. Yeah. 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 So. Veronica, I mean, that's your validation right there because he got a symbol that was very much out of place. That kind of popped in there was very much out of place. And that's, that is that symbol he's being given that's supposed to be the validation. You're, you mention your mother, and then the next thing you know, he gets a symbol that is connected with your mother. So now you've got your validation that what he's been telling you it's true, and you also got your validation that she's there with you, and she's been helping you and guiding you. So now you can go forward and do what you need to do and be confident. Yes, okay. I will be confident. Okay. So yes. we will keep thinking about you, and thank you so much for calling in. And maybe if in the Thank future you, you um, call in again, you can kind of update us with how things are going. Yes, definitely. I'll, I'll write it down and um, call. And y'all can so marvelous, so beautiful words. I mean, I literally got a healing. Thank you very much for being me. Oh, being you are spark. so welcome. Yes. Thank you. Good. Yeah, you're, you're a very you. sweet person. So don't worry. Yes. You're a sweet person. Everything's going to be okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome. Have a good night. You you too. Lots of beautiful roses. Okay. All right. So we're back just in time. Okay. So now it's, it's Robin, Keir, Mariah. Okay. We've got about 13 minutes left. That was such an awesome show. I just want to, you know, thank all of you. Mariah. Thank you. You are awesome. Robin, thank you so much for, you know, helping Mariah and kind of, you know, guiding her by asking her questions so that she could tell us even more. Here, you he had really, fun. really good tonight again. I swear I'm surprising Here. myself. <laughs> Say that again, Robin. Oh, wait. I, Say, that. Say that again. Oh, okay. Um, there you are. Yeah, hi. Hey. Good. On the phone, I can hear the radio station. I will turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just got to turn it um, off or else it does that little reverberating thing. (laughs) Okay, so I have been made aware of some kind of spiritual energy that has been. 
helping or okay. I'm not Okay. Yeah. So I guess um my question is just kind of about this I feel like I have this spiritual energy that's kind of either watching over me or is here just kind of guiding me always kind of thing. I kind of want to get maybe, if you can, a kind of a sense of what exactly is doing. This is, um, you know, when you were first talking about the experience you had with painting the mural and Mm -hmm. how almost a kind of a portal opened up. Yeah. That just wasn't it like wasn't a coincidence. You know, that's not something where had it been someone else it would have happened. No, this had significance because it was you. Um because you haven't discovered and uncovered everything that lies within you yet. Oh, there no. is oh. and um there is like an ability within you and it's coming across as, and it's a really strong energy, really, really strong. I'm being told it's a powerful energy. And the reason why I say that is I can tell by where I'm feeling it. Oh, oh um, wait, wait, you want to yeah. say this real quick? Cause it was validating mm-hmm. what you just said. Cause when I tuned into Robin and shot to her on, all of a sudden, I got you rock climbing, but you were climbing up to a light. But then uh, more imagery came in of, now, take this with a grain of salt when I say this, because I can't be misinterpreting it, but I kind of saw, like, um, you as, I guess, showing me, like, uh, you blew. You blew, you know, um, and, um, of course, you're a girl, but you're holding the world in your hand. And... um, I'm trying to wait to see what else is coming in. But I think it's kind of saying that what Sherry was saying, like, I think you kind of, like, have some strong, and of course, from talking to you, I can hear it. You have some strong, strong, strong energy. And if you want to call it starseed, I think that can be interpreted in its own way because I will be known as a starseed as well. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. But um, something, you just have a lot of... Um, Powerful, 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 um, creating energy behind you. And um, you're kind of, you're going to, like, kind of harness it, basically. I think that's what it's saying. Um, Yeah, it it reminds me of some of the people that we've heard of. Like, if you you look up and you read about people like John of God, um, what was his name, Padro Pio, you know, and people that have had... Padro Pio. What I don't I've never heard that phrase before. Oh, what is that? Okay. Padro Pio was um he was a Catholic priest that had like this awakening experience and he ended up getting the stigmata, you know. Um the stigmata which are, are the wounds of Christ. And along oh, with this experience um, came this uh, amazing ability he had to, like, kill people. Um, and John Paul is the one who, he also 
had just this amazing ability to do like psychic surgery on people and to heal people. Um, what you have going on reminds me of people who have had these um, abilities that are like very mysterious, unexplainable, um, where oh. they can just like even spontaneously heal people and no one can explain it. It's just, you can't even explain it. There are things that you can do and it's almost coming across as effortless. Um, It's the energy that's not only within you, but is flowing through you. It's like you channel this energy that is on a, certain level huh. this picture this picture is not even leaving my head like I'm trying to make it go but I still see that blue lady holding the world I, just sitting there holding it I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you I, can you oh, maybe talk a little oh, louder I don't know if it's my phone or your phone but can, I can't really he, quite hear that he has said he's so, still seeing that, the same vision he had of the lady mm-hmm. A blue lady that's holding the world. She's blue wow. or surrounded like, by literally, her. like holding it, like you know, almost as if you, you know you. That's what I say is behind you. She's strong, strong, creating energy behind you. Like you kind of like, are, like almost as if you're gonna master your own light. You know what I'm saying? And that's huh. I don't know. Like you really well, you know, and I, it does make sense because. It is all. It's possible for you to have that kind of powerful energy, an energy where you can affect not just yourself, another individual, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a strong and powerful enough energy where literally you could affect the whole world. Now I'm hearing the song. Like it's a, better. He got the whole world. Is I got the whole world in my hand. Yeah, like literally, I'm talking that. about you're the type of person that, with very little effort, let's say you heard that a really bad storm was coming, and with very little effort, you could take the negative energy out of the storm, and all of a sudden, you know, um, meteorologists on the on the news would be going, "Well, we don't know what happened. The storm just dissipated." <laughs> Like literally, um, but see, the thing is, you don't know as of yet the power you have within you because you haven't really gotten into, in a really big way, using your imagination and just saying, hmm, I wonder if I can do this or I wonder if I can do that. You haven't gotten into that in a really huge way to the point where you've realized the level of what you got going on. I can't on. even see nothing else. Like, that picture is literally frozen inside of my mind every time I'm trying you to know, act more. You know, it's funny because I'm always, whenever I meditate, whenever I do anything, it's always light, love, and happiness are just the three things that I focus on Then, and I'm, like, almost forced to focus on and strength. Strength, confidence, light, love, yeah. and energy are just all, everything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's I'm still because, I'm still really early on, so like I can't you know <laughs> Yeah, um that 
you're being guided. You just, I mean, you may not, you may not be picking that up yet. You may not be realizing that yet. Is sometimes it takes us um, going a couple of steps down the road to realize, to look back and to realize, oh, okay, I've been being guided, but you are. It's just mm-hmm. very subtle right now. Um, but you are being guided. Um, you don't have to worry because you're going to open up to everything that you're able to do. Um, Wait, wow. Do you, do you- do you mind me asking, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what do you plan on going to school for? Uh, fine arts. Fine arts, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, I, right now it's a bachelor's degree in dance. I'm hoping to audition okay. for the BFA, which is the Bachelor of Fine Arts. Okay. Very Hopefully make it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and that will help you because, you know, things that you do that allow you to express yourself, um, they can really help you and really help bring um, this energy more and more to the surface and more okay. and more to the surface and more and more out of you. Um, you just, you're at the beginning of it and you haven't even um, really, really begun to experiment with it and to, like, almost use your imagination because you're at a place where you're like, well, I'm not really sure what to do with this. You know what That's crazy. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, so, <laughs> but, take, I mean, I... Yeah, and I'm, and I, I'm, I'm going you through a major life transition right now. You know, I'm going from, from living at home to going to college. It's a big, scary transition, exactly. so I'm trying to adjust to that at the same time. Yeah, this is nothing where... You need to push yourself or you have to hurry up now. Um, yeah. Just let it let it happen as it happens because it's in balance with you. You know what I mean? Okay. It's happening in a way where it's yeah. in balance with you. So at a time in your life where you've got a lot going on, you're getting ready to start school. No, it's in balance with you. It's not pushing you, hey, I'm over here, work on me, work on me. No, it's not doing that. It's like, okay. no, I'm here, I'm in balance with you. We are we are going with the flow. We're, everything is in okay. balance at every moment at all times. So just yeah, go with the flow. Yeah, I think you're going to be great. You have a huge driving force behind you. And also I was seeing like an invisible flag that was trying to kind of form. It's in this way almost as if saying like you can kind of influence a nation. And I don't know if that if I'm interpreting that right, but you just have, uh, you can, yeah, you have energy that influences people. So um, I think you're going to be great, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just you okay. and you. You yeah. guys are incredible. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. But wow. you know, maybe yeah, maybe I, in a you know maybe in a week or maybe next Sunday, come back on the show, and uh, maybe we could do another mini reading for you. You know, before you go off to college and see what we get. Um, okay. And let me. We've got sixty seconds. Okay. Thank you all, Mariah here, <laughs> Robin. You. Thank you, Thank guys. You. It was a blast tonight. Loved it. Okay, you can find yes. us on SherrySpeaks.com. And Robin's there. Hi, Robin. 
you can yeah. find us on Sherry <laughs> Don't forget every Friday and Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we had a ball tonight. It was another great show. Everybody, have a great week. I'll be thinking about you guys. Peace out. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome.